how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to Creative Principles. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. In this podcast interview series, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, chefs, and various other types of creatives as we bridge the gap between creativity and productivity. Here we'll be discussing the habits, routines, and lessons that help promote a successful creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Make sure to also check out Freelancer Class, where you can learn how to become a freelancer full-time or part-time. The online course will teach you how to make money online as a writer, marketer, designer, virtual assistant, accountant, or salesperson. Stay tuned after the show to learn how to get access for free to this $99 valued freelancer course, along with some other free items on our website, creativeprinciples.live. Brothers Ari and Ethan Gold tackled the coming-of-age story The Song of Sway Lake as a writer-director and composer duo. The film can be described as music collector Ali Sway recruits his only friend, a rowdy Russian drifter, to help him steal a 78 record from his own family's estate. Both brothers are interested in music and filmmaking. Ethan, the composer, has directed music videos. Ari, the writer-director, has been in various bands and created music on his own. Together, the focus is always on story and, quote, rowing in the same direction. In this interview, they discuss tapping into shared emotional experiences, real-life inspirations for character, composing based on theme, the benefits and risk of working with siblings, how disagreements can actually lead to elevation, and how to dig into yourself. If you enjoyed this interview, make sure to join thousands of viewers for our new YouTube series, Creative Principles, where we dissect film, series, and more. Uh, okay, so this is Ari speaking. Um, I grew up uh, wanting to tell stories and writing stories. Our father is a novelist, so um, I, I think as a kid I thought I thought of being a writer all by myself, <laughs> forgetting, of course, that I, of course I was imitating my dad. Uh, but at a certain point, as I, I you know, reached the end of my teen years, I guess I realized I didn't like to be alone that much. Um, and so, and I also loved movies and it, it took a while for me to figure out how to get into movies. Um, you know, there were no iPhones then. So, uh, how you actually put something on film was, was a mystery and, um, been a topster turvy road getting there. I was writing for a while, made short films and I played in the band for a while. And, uh, but eventually uh, I've come back to this idea that you can really communicate emotion through through film and and uh, and I also like spending time alone now too so <laughs> I'm actually writing enjoying writing again like I like I did when I was 12 um, so hope that answers a bit Ethan you want to answer? Sure um, yeah I I've always you know, I wasn't trained as a musician, but I've, I started writing music at a very young age. Um, and it's one of those questions, I think, 
for an artist. Some people are just drawn to it. It felt like a calling for me. I, I write a lot of music while I'm sleeping. Now, almost, it's not every night, but I tend to wake up with melodies in my head, and um, usually usually I don't know where they come from. Um, and so for me, it's always been kind of part of... Um, part of breathing in a way writing music is is for me um it feels like why i'm here and so and so for uh doing composing for film uh was one of my early inspirations um there's something about sitting in a theater and when the music washes over you um combined with the imagery it, it creates like a third dimension or a fifth dimension or something uh where you're kind of half in a dream space and half in the story and I think maybe for me writing music while dreaming a lot it, there's some, there's a real kinship between uh, writing music in dream space and enjoying music in a theater so um, so there's a something for me that resonates very strongly about that action and doing it for my brothers my brother's film is particularly uh both difficult and gratifying because I think we can tap into some of our shared uh, emotional experience. Maybe, you know, subconsciously I'm, I'm tapping into things that he resonates with because of our shared genetics and family history. Well, it seems like you're both, you know, drawn towards film and music. What are some of the benefits of working together on a project like this? There are benefits and there are risks. And um, anyone who has brothers will know that, you know, we're not quite at the level of, of the Gallaghers, um, but we have our big fights. And I think at the end of those fights, which are always based on, um, you know, a deep respect and love for each other and a deep and res- respect and love for the project, the end of those fights is I think we elevate each other. Um, but it's always a challenge getting to that elevation because, you know, we, we almost always start with very different ideas for what we think the right way to go is. And we're both really passionate about what we do. Um, but because he really respects and understands film and I respect and understand music, um, we take our own side quite vehemently until we find the, the solution underneath the idea. Um, so it, it's really magical. Um, but it's not, um, you know, Yeah, uh, I I mean, I you know, I basically agree with everything he said. We come in with very different perspectives. I think it's interesting two people coming from the same family and sharing uh, genetics can have such different um, approaches to uh, to art and to life, and that gets reflected in how how we want to express a story. but I think, you know, as a composer, of course, I'm, my job is to supplement, enhance, and enhance his vision, help clarify his vision. Um, and, you know, as, as any composer knows, or, you know, people who have watched some of those funny Oscar sequences have seen how changing the music in a film can completely alter the meaning of the film. Um, so it, it, it becomes you know, almost like making the movie all over again when the music comes in and, and really kind of seeing how we can make it resonate, and particularly because I approach composing from a more thematic basis. I tend to not 
be as interested in hitting every emotional beat that's on screen. I, I sort of think of it as like a, um, a another a different perspective that kind of adds dimension dimensionality to the experience. So. Um, because of that, it ends up being the music piece is really important, and Ari's a very musical director. He's you know plays ukulele, plays ukulele, and played in a band. And I've directed music videos, so both of us have a pretty strong perspective on on each other's uh, uh, trades, essentially. So, which makes it both exciting, and and we can get in each other's face a lot. And so, I think. Um, you know the the Oasis boys uh, and I would have a lot, and us would, would would have a lot to talk about 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 sibling uh, work siblings working together. But ultimately, it ends up I think Ari and I are both on a kind of spiritual path with our artwork. So even when we disagree, we we want to make something that's really meaningful. And so essentially, we're we're rowing in the same direction, even with totally different instruments. Um, in terms of our perspectives, uh, since you guys have this relationship as a uh, for Ethan as a composer, do you come in on the beginning, or do you still come in kind of towards the end of the film to start working on the score and, and soundtracks and that kind of thing? Uh, I you know, on this film, I came in after uh, the first cut. Uh, I hadn't seen the script. I didn't know really much about the the story or anything other than the location until. Um, until after the first cut had been made. Um, and from that point on, it, it ended up being um, a rather uh, exploratory editing process that Ari went on, um, in which I was, you know, I became quite involved um, where the music it I was, was like bringing. A coach. <laughs> yeah, maybe I was like a coach. Uh, yeah, so I was, I was. Definitely, kind of, um, and I think both me as a human being and a brother, um, I was there for the process. But I think the music also provided a kind of uh, blind guide. <laughs> from maybe that's uh, would be appropriate for a, a Zen um, cone or something. But I, the music provided a kind of guide to I think the editing process in some ways, as it as Ari discovered the meaning, the, the kind of larger meaning of the film for him. And so what kind of led you guys, uh, I guess this is more for Ari, what led you to this uh, script from Elizabeth Bull, and when did you decide you want to be a director on this project? Elizabeth and I uh, knew each other for many years and knew the location for many years. Um, we both love um, Eric Romer movies. Um, we love these idea of like doing a film in a single location in summertime and Ethan here I just want to just uh, jump in and just clarify it sounded from the question that uh, that Ari saw Elizabeth's script and and got involved with the film I just want to clarify that Ari and Elizabeth Bull wrote the film together so in case that oh yeah yeah okay thanks Uh, yeah so we we love uh, Eric Romer movies and we wanted to tell a story um, a summer story in a beautiful place where nature and the people uh, had a kind of silent interplay with each other um, you know I have a very different personality than Eric Romer so I made a very different kind of movie but uh, we 
actually went up to the location and Lewis and I wrote together, um, really kind of channeling the place and channeling um, bits and pieces of characters that uh, were inspired by real life in some in some ways. Um, the grandmother character has shades of um, Ethan and I's grandmother, who Luke didn't know, but um, and and uh, you know, there's a Russian friend who influenced the Russian character. Um, we actually wrote it together um, after breaking up. Liz and I were were together for a while, and it's a, I think, a, a beautiful thing to to note that um, people can break up and then become best friends and collaborators. Um, so we we were able to fight like lovers, even though we were no longer lovers, and come up with a story that uh, was beautiful to both of us. Tell me a little bit about the writing process and where this original idea came from. Yeah, we, well, logistically, we, it was interesting because we knew we wanted to tell a story where there was um, a kid who was best friends with a wild Russian and they go up to a lake house to steal a record from the, you know, rich kid's grandmother. We knew that. Um, and then we did a lot of pacing around and talking through how that story would play out and then traded off scenes. I think if I remember correctly, we would take five or 10 page increments and write sections um, and then show it to each other and, and see what we liked and see what we didn't like. And then I think after doing that in one pass, then Liz did her own pass on her own, um, kind of smoothing that out, and then handed it back to me, and then I did another pass. And then, of course, filming the movie and editing the movie uh, becomes a whole rewrite in itself. Um, so um, it went through multiple stages, uh, you know, starting with kind of sun-dappled lake light as our first idea, and then becoming something about you know, what does that lake light mean? It, it has to do with um, coming into into sway with your soul. We didn't know that. We just liked the light. How do you guys uh, define the film or, or to help get funding? I see it's listed kind of as a drama, musical, and romance. How would you define the film overall? Well, I, I think, you know, probably every filmmaker likes to think of their film as so unique that it, can't possibly belong to any one genre. <laughs> I don't know if other people feel that way. I mean, but the previous movie we made together, Ethan and I, Adventures of Power, which Liz actually also worked on, uh, is a comedy about air drummers, but deep down it's a political and spiritual um, transformation story. So uh, this one, I would say, uh, on the surface, it's a drama. There are some funny moments, uh, but it's a drama that's infused with music. Um, it it's, has a bit of a structure of a musical, but you wouldn't know it on the surface. Uh, so, uh, Ethan, do you e- want to take a step? Yeah, Ethan, here, I'll, I'll, for me, I define it when people ask me as a family drama and a coming-of-age story. Um, I mean, sort of speaking simple genres without going into the, the, the larger themes. If I were to kind of sum it up very quickly as far as genre, I, I call it a family drama and a, and a coming-of-age story. So now you were, uh, before this, you worked on a series of shorts and uh, always also worked as an actor. How did you um, 
as a team approach this, how did you kind of move from shorts to full features and what advice might you have for other people in that situation? Yeah. Making short films, um, is its own structure. Um, in some ways, I don't want to say making a, a long film is easier, but a short film has its own language because it has to deliver a story in, in a few minutes and feel complete. Um, I think a lot of short films feel like a, like a single scene from a movie. Um, so actually it, it was difficult for me because I had done well with my shorts and, um, I had worked on novels for a while, so I had a sense of longer stories, but, um, figuring out that, how to maintain the same or to maintain a consistent tone for an entire film's length actually you know, was a challenge for me. And it's, um, one of the reasons where, why Ethan's music is so important is because, uh, Ethan's consistency, I mean, he's able to, to flex into many different tones, but he, understands uh the principle of maintaining a tone and, and that's something that um was challenging uh to admit i mean i also i wrote i've written maybe 12 or 13 screenplays i think so i practiced i haven't made them all i've made two um but writing a lot and and studying a lot of a lot of stories not just films but you know theater and, and books and then also just digging deeper and really trying to understand why you are telling stories is, is really the most important thing. I do get emails from people, you know, asking similar questions. The answer I usually say is, uh, dig into yourself and understand why you must tell a story because that in the dark night of making the movie is the only thing that is going to keep you going. If you know what that is, you'll know how to keep going. And if you don't know, you'll fall apart because it's so hard. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Before you leave, don't forget to sign up for the weekly newsletter where you also get free access to the freelancer course, Master the Freelancer Mindset. This system will teach you exactly how to find clients online, which includes step one, the psychology of the mindset, step two, how to create a killer profile, and step three, how to find quality clients. This online course is valued at $99. It can be yours for free. In addition to the free course, you'll get access to the ebook How Hollywood Screenwriters Annihilate Writer's Block. This contains advice from Aaron Sorkin, Kerry Fukunaga, and William Monahan. You can find all of this and more on creativeprinciples.live. Visit the website for new interviews, articles, and the daily blog. That's creativeprinciples.live.